welcome to Dance Mama in Conversation. I have got a fantastic talk for you coming forth, I'm no doubt, with the wonderful Kate Tideman, who is actually featuring in our film at the moment uh, with a few other dance mummers. And I'm so excited to get the chance to probe further and have a little talk with her about her experience as a performer, dancing, acting, singing, and all movement direction and, and choreography. And if you're not familiar with Kate's amazing career, it spans the West End and also into films with Kenneth Branagh. So Kate, just tell us a little bit about your journey into parenthood and how that sort of dovetailed with career. Yeah, so, I, my husband and I, we've been together a long, long time, 18 years this year. Uh, and we, yeah, I think we, we spent, I mean, we're both, we both come from very similar backgrounds and it's a total coincidence. We were both ballet dancers originally and then became more singers and then became more actors and, and kind of do, do a bit of everything. And we, we were luckily busy in our 20s working a lot and and I think and we got married and it was never massively on the cards to become parents I don't think either of us desperately felt that need at that point you know and then sort of hit 30 and everybody starts to talk about it and you feel the pressure and and still neither of us were were massively sort of getting the feelings you know and then and then we just felt ourselves starting to talk about it more and more and notice people with children and and you know and it just it was like part of our conversation every day and we got to a point i think it was about 34 or 33 and we just went oh my gosh we can't stop talking about it we got to do it and then suddenly we were like oh we're desperate for a child <laughs> it like just happened it was amazing um and we unfortunately we lost one so it was a bit, a bit of a tricky time um especially because i was performing at the time and it was it was quite difficult um but luckily we got pregnant again fairly quickly after that and now we have a 60 year old beautiful healthy son called farley yeah how, how gorgeous and when you were pregnant with Farley, were were you performing then and, and working then or? Yes, yes. Actually, I was doing I was doing a musical called Love Me Tender, a um, Elvis Presley musical. And I was on tour on a UK tour. And actually, I found out I got pregnant. I found out in like the second week of rehearsal <laughs> and I was like, oh, you know, you, you kind of don't really want to tell people, especially because we'd had a, um, you know, a loss before. I was a bit like, oh, I don't really want to tell anyone. And and they were creating my role on me. And it, luckily it was more of an acting, singing role. But they were like, oh, you're, you're a dancer as well, aren't you? Let's do this. Let's do that. Let's have you jump off the balcony and do this. And I was thinking, oh, not sure I should be doing it. So I kind of, I managed to wangle my way out of anything too extreme. And yeah, so that was a seven month contract. And I told them, obviously, after after a couple of months when I sort of felt comfortable to. And um 
they made all the all the adjustments that needed to happen and I actually was able to completely finish the contract which so it was beautiful so I really I spent most of my pregnancy performing and it was it was so lovely I think also it was such an uplifting show and a feel-good show and it was a beautiful company of, of actors and dancers and singers and and all that kept happening is my dress that they added like a frill, a peplum thing, and it just kept getting bigger and bigger, you know. Um, but yeah, it was, I honestly, it was the best thing that could have happened to me because I, because I was busy yes. and I was doing what I love doing. And I was very happy in that company and with that show took my mind off of maybe had I been sat at home, I may have been worrying with what happened to us before. So it was really the best thing. And the fact that I was able to finish the contract, didn't have a day off, didn't have a sick day. I was so healthy. It was really wonderful. And then I got a couple of months to chill out afterwards and get ready. It's so brilliant to see that because that is exactly the experience we, we want people to have. And it's so heartening to hear that you were supported through that yeah. process and all, like you say, those adjustments. It's totally possible, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Through that po process, in spite of the rigorous demands that there are on tour and traveling and having to hit the same level of ex excellence night after night and, and show after show, but be really nurturing and supportive of that person going through those physical and psychological changes, can't get the words out today, psychological changes that, um, you know, as they're going along through pregnancy. And I think that's absolutely fantastic. Were, were there any kind of, um, kind of extra things they might have done logistically like did they give you space to have a nap or, or that kind of stuff or uh, they did uh, honestly they were wonderful they did they would have done anything I asked for you know that they, they were brilliant but as what sort of started happening is they would give me whatever theatre we were in that week they would give me the dressing room the closest to the stage you know, so I didn't have to keep going upstairs or down, you know. I mean, I was super fit, so I would have been fine to do it, but it was lovely. So they, they did that and they, they what did they do? They kind of, every every theatre we went into, they obviously they did a risk assessment and they, and they, um, they just checked that I was comfortable with everything. They kept letting out my costumes and making me look lovely. I, I mean, it's funny because I started, I was playing sort of like a, sort of sexy secretary type, you know, and I started in a skimpy dress and then it just kind of got me. And if you lifted up the frill, I had a huge stomach, but you couldn't see it with the frill. No, it was just brilliant. And I think they they were so good. They let me, um, at one point I felt like I had to change my shoes and they let me wear more of a, more of a comfortable shoe, which, you know, helped. But I, I was fit and healthy and didn't really require much I just think it was it was really exciting for the company yeah. they all you know making that announcement after warm-up one day before the show nobody expected it no you know I think I just pulled out a little photo of my scan and it it was like the company baby you know they they threw me a massive um, baby shower and it was just lovely 
really and, and how it absolutely should be and and it again like I say it's so heartening to hear that all of those kind of adaptations were were being thought about and also the close relationship you must have had with the company manager and, and creatives and the rest of the cast so you felt able to speak up for those needs and know that it, they were going to be supported and have a good response yeah because very often most people going through a similar experience in our industry don't necessarily feel they have that power to yeah. do that and are, and are really cautious and, and worried and then I think that's when it starts to lead to having real challenges and also it sounds to me that perhaps maybe somebody in the creative or management team was a parent or had had that experience themselves to help anticipate what you might need do you know whether that was the case or or just they're extraordinarily brilliantly empathetic and fantastic <laughs> I do know that there, there were some parents on the on the creative team I can't remember if the director was a parent or not but um but we had a, a female director and she just was she was just I can't I don't know actually if she if she's a parent or not but she was just so understanding straight away you know now you know we we live in a very different world than we did even seven years ago yeah. and I think if it were now I would probably have mentioned it straight away yeah. you know in rehearsals and said look it's very early days but I've just found out I'm pregnant and uh, so what when you're creating the number on me or this can we let should we just have a chat about that in terms of lifts in terms of you know all of this and and having having had a um, a difficult experience with the first pregnancy I I, I was very I was very aware that I wanted to really be careful I think something in yeah. you just kind of not that I wasn't the first time but you you just go I can't lose this one I don't, yeah. don't want to go through that again and um I think luckily I managed to make everything feel safe and do what I wanted to do and all of that but I think if it were now I would have spoken up about it I guess at the time I it wasn't as easy before you know it wasn't and I think I maybe would have well, I know the reason I didn't say it is that I felt that maybe they might have thought, well, that's bad timing. You know, you've just started this job. And, you know, I think especially as a dancer, I mean, I, I wasn't a dancer in that particular job. But when you've grown up as a dancer and you're, you're told what to do and, you're, you know, and you and you do everything and you, you don't want to upset anyone and you want them to do it. And I, and I think that I was probably a little nervous that they would be a bit upset with me, maybe that I'd chosen this time or, but as you know, you don't choose when you get pregnant. <laughs> it, it just kind of happens. And, but now I wouldn't, I feel like the world has changed and I wouldn't in any way worry about that now. Yeah. And, and they wouldn't have worried about that. I just felt maybe I shouldn't say right now because we've just started rehearsals and they're going to panic and they're going to think, do they need to replace me and the, the, all of this, you know, which wouldn't have been the case, but you don't know that at the time. And, yeah, and, and 
and I think yeah unfortunately but for some people that that has been their experience and then that does kind of perpetuate that and it, it's just so brilliant to to hear a really good good yeah. story of of how, how you were supported it's just just brilliant and uh, I guess a comedy question is does your son now have a connection to Elvis music (laughs) (laughs) not particularly my son is the most untheatrical person that exists at this point in time not really interested likes a bit of acting not really interested in singing or dancing or anything you know it's quite it's quite odd i know and i I do i sometimes i play a bit of elvis and i'm like this is what you would have heard over and over again every night he's like oh yeah (laughs) and then suddenly behind your back just you know whips out yeah probably yeah, I have heard him. I have heard him talk to people and go, oh, yeah, my mama. So he, do, he does, you know. <laughs> As he should. Yeah, and absolutely. Kind of afterwards, and I, in my experience, I felt this was where there was a complete, <laughs> sounded quite negative this morning, it's the storm outside, kind of abyss of, like, nothingness in terms of support postnatally. And... It'd just be interesting to hear what your experience was of 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 that phase and then returning to work and yeah it's funny so so for me sort of leading up to giving birth i just felt i had so much support from where i was working from doctors and nurses everything um and then i had the baby <laughs> and then it all disappeared. <laughs> uh, unfortunately, we, we had quite a tricky, uh, quite tricky labour as well, and uh, we had a miracle. It's a miracle that my son is alive. Um, he was born with uh, by emergency C-section, but he he had a true knot in his cord. Um, yeah, they call it a true knot, where he must have swum through at some point. So as he was trying to come out, the knot was tightening and stay. it was a it was really um, very tricky. Uh, but my body was I won't go into a huge labor story, but it is it is a miracle. Like my body just wouldn't dilate the last half centimeter. It's like my body was not letting him out. Uh, it was nothing to do with the knot. My body just was stopping and they were trying it. Uh, anyway, he, they eventually just said he's losing oxygen. We've got to get him out. And because had he been born natu- the natural way, it's not a very good survival rate at all. So so it was all a little traumatic. And um, But what I found really tricky, and I know this isn't to do with work, but but I just found really tricky in terms of that support, that that you know i was kind of flung back into a ward with six other women who'd had a two-hour birth or a three hour, you know everything easy and i'd been there for five days and i'd had a c-section and i couldn't sit up and, and i was expected to do everything the same as as the woman next to me who was on her you know maybe her second child and had a, a three-hour labor and was about to go home and i was i, I can't even stand up you know what uh, so I, that i found really tricky so um so that for me was the beginning of okay this is now reality i've had this this dream of a pregnancy whilst 
playing a beautiful role in a lovely music, doing all of this. And, and even the birth was, even though on paper it was traumatic, I didn't find it traumatic. Um, I, I still enjoyed it. And, and then you're kind of, everybody, everybody goes away. And yeah, I, I found that really quite difficult. And, and then because being a dancer, you know, it's quite the idea that your kind of stomach's sawn in half. It was quite a shock, I think, to, to me. And I mean, obviously, I knew that could happen and it would happen. But it's like you kind of do everything you can before to prepare yourself. I did quite a lot. I was physical, obviously, with the show during my pregnancy. And then when I finished the show, I did I did a lot of um, pregnancy exercise and lo lovely things, you know, to make sure my body, I was looking after myself and all of that, and to hopefully help recovery afterwards. Um, and then you have a C-section and it all goes down the drain. <laughs> Yeah, it obviously took longer to recover physically. But in terms of work, I, looking back now, it was probably a dreadful idea, but I got offered a job whilst I was still pregnant, right at the end of my pregnancy. I got offered a play uh, with Kenneth Branagh, the entertainer um, in London. It was part of a series of, of plays that, that he did. And my husband was in the first play of the season. And then this was to be in the last play of the season. Uh, so my son was born during the first play, which was, so we were all kind of linked. And, and they offered me the job. And I just, you know, I hadn't had the baby. So I was, of course, it's in six months. Of course, that'll be fine by then. Um, it's to play a showgirl. Yeah, no problem. <laughs> six months time that'll be that'll be a piece of cake and then I had the baby <laughs> I was like counting down the months going oh my gosh you know I've got to I've got to get into a showgirl outfit in a few months time and and it wasn't a whole lot of dancing it, it was it was sort of more acting than anything else but I still I still had to do a bit of dancing and being not you know not a not a whole load of clothes. <laughs> and so, I don't know, in a way, it, it was good because I had something to focus on. Like, I have to get back into shape. I have six months-ish from when the baby was born. And um, to get back into shape and uh, see how that goes. And that part of it was all right. But I think mentally I found it. I found it very, very difficult to leave him at six months and go to rehearsal. Yeah, yeah. And was he able to come with you for, for some of it or, or not, really, not really? No, no. Again, now I would say, hey, I'm breastfeeding. I need to bring my child in, uh, one, you know, or whatever, or I need to go and pump, or I need to do these things. But at the time I didn't feel I didn't feel like I could do that if I'm honest and that's nothing um, to do with the company because had I asked they would have said absolutely fine no problem I just didn't feel comfortable doing that but I would now but now I'm older and I don't I'm not as worried I guess 
No, so I sort of felt that I have to have stopped breastfeeding by then because I can't be in rehearsal and then I have to have to sort of sort out child care and all of that because we don't have any family or anything so it's so it's quite tricky yeah um, again that is quite a common theme that we'll have pursued a vocational career moved from our primary yeah family, um and then settled probably near london or one of the main kind of hubs um where there's activity going on for yeah for artists yeah. And then absolutely your kind of, your social capital is is far reduced and it's it's so tough. And it's so I, tough. I found myself particularly in terms of um that po- postnatally the uh, which is absolutely driving everything that we're doing now, is not having the specific information to really support you in terms of that rehabilitation. Yeah. purposes of what you're then going to be using your body for and yeah hoping that my PhD will start to fill a bit of a gap I know there's other colleagues who are working in a similar way or or to try and get get more guidelines and information out there because the the only thing you're sort of told is sort of go with your instinct generally there is a, a fact sheet with One Dance UK and now there's a little bit of support in a dance science textbook but yeah <laughs> unless you kind of know they're there or it's put in animated in a slightly more digestible way um it's, it's very very difficult and, and interesting you say you sort of start starting in in france with your career in your life we know there you have 12 weeks of rehabilitation postnatally as standard yeah in the uk you have nothing unless they think there's a problem and the same with any injury that you sustain uh, as an artist or in mm. sector the nuanced understanding of your general practitioner or physio is not that it's the knowledge is not that it's super limited of course it is what we're doing is really really niche but then conversely really unhelpful <laughs> So un- I, I remember when they're about to stick the spinal block in or whatever. I remember just going, I'm a dancer, I'm a dancer, be careful. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, it's funny you say that because uh, they said curve your back. So me with, you know, contemporary dance, cutting and yeah. seas, cutting and seas. I was like, oh my God, I can't switch this off. It's so frustrating. But it's it's so inbuilt. And, and similarly, I, I had, my birth was episiotomy forceps. Wow. So, similarly again bit of a rush emergency job but even at that point I felt there's something different about how we've been conditioned mentally and physically to push through yeah where you don't think that you know I didn't see it as a trauma until somebody said on the way out I'm sorry you've had a traumatic time yeah me too yeah what (laughs) yeah and, and then you start of kind of go into free fall and yeah. the way to I view skiing. <laughs> I normally like I'm used to having so much control over my body to then be doing something totally different where my body just doesn't seem to be operating as yeah. kind of efficiently. It's really it's really off off putting. And obviously I, I say the skiing thing rightly, but in terms of then reorientating yourself in a postnatal body. Mm wildly different and up until this moment in time where we're really advocating for a positive view of it 
also seen as quite negative of you're broken and that what you're yeah. doing that again and trying to get over all of that kind of noise yeah to actually it is possible but yeah. as you say in your your story it is again relying on so much personal resilience and tenacity to get to that space where what we really want is this level of support that you had through pregnancy oh my gosh yeah post postnatally um, and 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 i'd say you do you do get it if you're lucky to meet one individual here and there you know like like i did i had an old gp and then she retired and it was such a shame because she just got it you know all throughout my pregnancy because I was on tour she'd be like okay when can you do this I'm going to phone someone I know up in Manchester when you're in Manchester and they'll check you out and you know it was just brilliant compared to sort of who who you know who I had afterwards which it was like no if you can't make if you can't make this time then you can't get your scan and you can't do things I'm "I'm on tour I'm an actor I can't get back from Glasgow to make this date like you have please try and accommodate me it's not like I walk it's not like I work in an office down the road you know it's it's different but it's like there are there were certain individuals that were excellent but overall yeah they don't they don't get I mean how amazing would it have been if you know you have the baby and then when someone can come around and talk to you and just go, okay, I know you're a dancer, so you know we're going to support. Do you feel like anything? How's your body doing? Or what support would you need? I mean, I definitely felt things. Also, this might be relatable for some people. Like I really struggled uh, breastfeeding, mm. and this kind of wasn't working very easily for me. And you know, perceived because. They all come round and you get six different people going, it's fine, it's fine. And meanwhile, after you feel like you're starving your baby when they haven't ate anything for a week. And and I got a really bad back and I still have it to this day, sort of upper back because of the strain of kind of leaning forward and trying all the different ways and with the stress of it and, yeah. you know, just kind of, I, I needed physiotherapy in, at that point, and I and I do. And that it's funny when I talk to a physio now, I go, "That's from that's from people telling me I had to breastfeed, and that's from the stress of trying to do that for ten weeks and pushing my body to to positions and forcing it to happen. You you know because they said this is what you have to do for your child." this is the best thing. And I agree that that was coming from a nice place, but physically I damaged my body <laughs> trying to do that. Yeah. And now, you know, it never, it's never fully recovered. The strain I kind of put, it sounds, it sounds small, but it's, it's a big thing I deal with in my upper back that has never recovered from those first few months. Yeah. And I feel like had they understood that actually you know, us as dancers, I mean, we put up with pain, we put up, we push through, like you say, we do all of that. And if after 10 weeks, I'm telling you that this is not happening, you know, this is not working, and this is hurting, and what you're telling me to do, I can't keep doing, you know, yeah. I kind of need to listen to me, because I, I do know my body. <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah. There's one thing I know, it's when my body hurts and if it's good or bad. And, and it's funny as well, isn't it? When you start kind of saying, oh, my deltoid, or I know it's my elastomus dorsi. And stuff. Yeah. And sometimes you'll get a reaction of like, oh, brilliant. They know more, but then they might come up with even more medical terms that yeah. I don't know. Or there's a kind of a, are you telling me how to do my job? Yes, that's what I was met with more, yeah. Which yeah. really frustrating because we do have a knowledge of our body. Yes, it's not exactly the same in a medical way, but there's a, a, a knowledge there of what's going on. And, and absolutely in terms of upper back, the same. Lifting and all so, of that. Going to the osteopath on Wednesday. Yeah. <laughs> um, so absolutely, all the lifting, all the carrying getting you know tight here short in the hip yeah and sitting down being sedentary so try yeah. to find ways of releasing all of that yeah the, the stress that manifests there as you say is it, so specific and um yeah some these are some of the key kind of um uh body issues that hopefully i'm going to be able to look at and then we can hopefully start start getting some answers and get um some support in much much earlier yeah we're really on the front line of it yeah but that's it also it's like i think that also when you have that baby is you don't really think about yourself do you as well it's it's all about that that baby and it's all about keeping this precious little thing safe and you you know for me just eating went out the window and 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 looking after myself just it just didn't happen you know it was and now looking back like okay well that's why I got ill there and that's why that happened and it's even even to this day I kind of have to really go okay I need to I need to make sure I eat well I need to make sure I exercise and look after my body and but, I mean, it's what you do as a, as a mother, as a parent, isn't it? You you put your kids first and that's normal. But if you can't function, then you're not going to be a great parent. Absolutely. And now he's a little bit older, the kind of the challenges yeah. shift into another gear. And I'm sure they will until they're, you know, 40 and <laughs> living at home. I don't know, <laughs> in my case. Um, <laughs> but um, in terms of the logistics with both of you working in the sector, yeah. Um, how has that sort of operated well for, for one because we, we don't have any family support really we decided that we would we would take it in turns to work as much as possible and luckily that's kind of how things happened naturally sort of Stu would get an offer and we'd go okay you accept that and you do that and then and then luckily kind of it kind of almost worked alter, alternating who who would work um obviously that was a big drop in income because we would both work at the same time before that so um but we were we we knew that would happen and then there were sometimes crossovers of a few weeks here and there where one of my jobs would go into his job or something and we were able at the time to have uh sort of like my niece who's only 10 years younger than me at the time she was free and single and in between jobs so she we were able to pay her and she came and lived with us for a few weeks or things like that we we were able to do it like that up until now that's how we've kind of managed um it's just been obviously you're 
career takes a hit because I don't want to go on tour. I don't, I, I don't really want to work away. I don't want to do long, long contracts anymore. So we're, we're much more picky with what we do. Um, so we kind of, we do the jobs that feel okay and fit in with Farley and each other. And then we, uh, we do quite a lot of teaching and coaching in the meantime, you know, so it's, but it's all, I mean, it's worked well. It's, it's not been easy. You know, I think I would love to see the theater and the arts kind of open up for helping parents a little bit more when there's, when there's a lack of support at, um, at home, really with childcare, it's, I mean, you know, I think that, like I said before, I think now I'm happy to say to my agent, can't get any childcare, you know, or I'm going to have to bring my son into the audition because like, I'm happy to do that now. But it's not, it's not ideal. <laughs> really difficult. And I, it's, there's a few things there in that you've got kind of, we're different in that we kind of need to do our work. It's so much part of our, our identity. We are artists. It's it, the six weeks after I had Callie was probably the longest where I wasn't in a studio or working on a project either physically or administratively and felt completely alien and fish out of water. Even just that's a tiny, relatively tiny pocket of time until I could get in and do some mum and baby Pilates or something. Yeah. Like that really strange. And childcare is is a huge one. Yeah. Our working pattern, whether we're on or off stage, because the on stage dictates most things. <laughs> yeah. It's really antisocial and ad hoc. And trying to find somebody with that flexibility, of course, is really difficult unless you're unless usually you're related to them and yeah that then absolutely influences your choices and that's when I start to get cross because the whole system is then rigged in a way that influences the choices that you're having to make and where your your career can go purely based on that and and I think that works across most working parents which has been a positive of the pandemic has actually highlighted that around the lockdowns with, with homeschooling and yeah and that really oh my gosh I mean we it, it childcare is just astronomical as well you, you know sort of if you want people if you need people to help when you're in show times or anything like that it's 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 so as you know it's so tricky um what i've what i've found is the best things that i've done recently have been so i did a play at the at the national theater a couple of years ago before the pandemic and it was in rep with another play so i had like one week on one week off two weeks on like that was a dream absolute dream and then right after the pandemic i did uh, I reopened the mousetrap in London, but we did a job share. It was, but we had two casts and one cast would do one week, the other cast would do the other week. And we did that for a few months. And that was, that was just amazing because as a parent, 
you know that, okay, you know, because some usually if I sign on for a job, I know that, okay, it's going to be three months of six nights a week not putting him to bed and, and that's, you know, have to prepare him for that. And um, and here it's like, oh, I'm only working this week and then I've got the whole next week off. And it, it was brilliant. So I, I am such a... Um, could say an advocate not that I've done much about it but I I would love to see more job share situations happening um and I know it's not massively in the interest of of the production companies but the difference that would make to parents being able to stay and do what they've trained to do and you know not have to not have to stop doing what they love and go and do something that that, they, that they're not as invested in as well, you know, because most of us do what we want to do because we wanted to do it since we were kids, weren't we? And, and that's such a beautiful thing. And, and I just think it's such a shame that lots of people are having to stop. And, and I can see, I can see why. And, you know, we certainly, I thought at one point about it and my husband um, did 42nd Street he's on my mug uh, when my husband did that it was a, he was offered this year's contract and it was r really good money and our son was like a year and a half and he uh, we were like okay let, let's do it and at that point I thought it's just so difficult for us both to work at the same time and and I don't really want anyone else someone that I don't know bringing up my son, putting him to bed every night. So I, I don't want him to miss out on his parents doing that. So I had that whole year off. And <laughs> I'm being really honest, I found it really, really difficult not knowing that I wasn't going to be doing what I have done for the last 15 years, knowing that I wasn't doing that. And, and you know, it's that same old thing of, you want to be the best parent you can be. And and I thought at that time that that's the best thing, I think, probably, because my parents always said, you know, we must give up work when you have a baby and you must do that. And, and I was like, OK, that's what I should do. And and it just didn't doesn't sit anywhere in me to not have something to focus on and to work towards and be able to express myself, I've realised that I have to do that. I have to do that, otherwise I am not anywhere near what I should be as a person. And my son needs to see who I am and know who I am. And now that obviously I chose to go back and do it, you know, as long as it works out with him, I, you know, when he comes to watch me on stage or he, you know, yeah, I just think that's wonderful for him. And I can see that he, I can see how that opens his eyes to, to people doing something that they love or people expressing themselves in different ways. And, and that life isn't just about getting, getting that job and earning the money. It's, it can also be about doing things you love. And I, and I think that's really important for him to see that. Yeah. A hundred and fifty million percent and you say kind of the advocacy kind of coyly but by living it you are a role model to everybody in the cast around you and to your students in seeing it, it, it's possible and I think it, it's not 
we're not saying it's easy but we're saying it absolutely is possible and hugely fulfilling and you you have a purpose through those talents and when they're not being used or are you know idle in that you know then yeah in that way not that you're not that I'm suggesting Kate's idle at all I know she's not (laughs) but um when they're not being used in that way it's really it's very confusing yeah a bit from from my perspective a bit boring (laughs) because you should be do you feel like you should be doing something else or it's kind of nagging at you but like, yeah. hey, there's a bottleneck and there's no avenue for, for it to go. And very well, also you're, you're, you're mixing with when you first have a baby, a lot of people who well for me anyway, yeah. who do not understand anything about what you do, you know, normal people, let's call them <laughs> lovely, beautiful, normal people who, who are not performers or, or, anything and and I really struggled with that if I'm honest I've really struggled with going to baby groups and you know the next holiday being the thing that people are talking about or or the next baby or or the you know and I was I just couldn't relate to to a lot of the women that I met at all and I you know as performers we're very open and I, I could I can easily talk to people it's not an issue but yeah. I couldn't relate yes and I, I found that I found that really difficult and I think had I had I gone again and had another child I, I definitely would have sought out like-minded women and you know come to come to you guys and gone I need to talk to people who were dancers I need to talk to people who had you know who did this for a living and how can I express myself even though I know I can't be on stage right now what can I do what I what just I just need to talk to people who understand you know I I did find that hard and, and my mother is amazing and had four children and is the most amazing selfless person ever um lives in france and but i am so different to my mother not that i'm selfish i don't (laughs) i'm not saying that but she she you know had her first child at 25 or 24 and stopped her job and spent her whole life looking after her four children and and I spent a lot of, I'd say, the first three years of my son's life going, why don't I want to do that? Why? I wish I could be a mum that I just want to have lots of kids and look after them. And I was trying to be that person, but I'm just not that person. I've, I've, I've always had to achieve, I've always had goals, I've always needed to be physical, I've needed to express myself, I've needed to be at the top of my game. And it's taken me a few years now to realize that that's okay. Yeah. That's who I am. I am not mother nature who's gonna have five kids and and stop working. I know I wouldn't be happy doing that, but it's, it's quite so I can't even really relate to my my own mum in that way, you know, or she can't relate to me. You know, I remember her saying to somebody once, somebody because we're all we all get on really well, me and my siblings. 
where, where there's four of us and we, we adore each other. There's never been any trouble. There's never. And I remember we were at some family do and somebody said to my mum, how have you done it? How have you had all these lovely children that love each other? There's never any stories. There's nothing. <laughs> and I'm carrying my son about to start a play or a musical or something in a few weeks time. And um, <laughs> she said, it's because I stopped work and I and I gave everything up for my children and I never I, I just stopped work and my job was looking looking after them and I remember being so heartbroken on hearing that and I thought I know that isn't in she's not said it in any way to upset me or anything but I remember thinking that I admire that so much but I can't do that and and that has really offended me. <laughs> um, obviously, we spoke about it. And she was like, "Oh no, but you're not the same type of thing. You're a different person. You had a career, and that's you have a career, and that's what you want." And it was wonderful. But I remember those words really affecting me, and going, "Wow, am I doing the right thing? Should I have a career? Should I give it up? Is that what really I should do if I'm a mum?" You know, I think a lot of people feel that, don't they? Absolutely. Um, but for all what your face lit up when you were talking about your son seeing you perform and for all of those reasons, that's why it's absolutely as valuable as your your mum's approach. And, and, and like you say, it's reconciling that that you ha have a different approach and, and we do. And just say I feel felt exactly the same with you and sometimes still do. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah um which is t again totally why i thought put this i mean originally it was an article put those stories online so if, if people aren't meeting somebody else who's a parent they can at least read about it or see yeah. a bit of a blueprint or think oh god i'm not alone in this but totally over particularly over the last year with dance mum alive and having more um support and investment thank you arts council england but with all of the partners as well being able to have more regular contact points for that group who are spread all over the uk and a little bit beyond you know across the pond in america and down in australia there's there's that you have got that connection with other people yeah. completely get it and and really help support you that that you aren't on your own and and it's not just those artists who suffer by not being able to express themselves and do what they're trained to do from a very young age. The, the whole industry is suffering because there's so much knowledge and rich talent and uh, that is being completely lost yeah. because it's not set up to, 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 to keep those people in the game, so to speak. And yeah. then that is starting to skew all of the choices in terms of what's presented and how it's presented where actually for audiences coming to see musical theatre and dance which again is a high proportion of women yeah how reflective and uh, connecting is it with the, the the audience in terms of how those choices have affected what they actually see oh my um, gosh i mean I, I would love to be able for young people young to be able who are training as dancers or about to to or actors whatever about to go into into an industry i would love them to have the feeling that they can have everything yeah because i think i think i never thought that until the point where i was like i want to have a child i was kind of like well it doesn't really go it doesn't really go with what i do yeah. and because you can't because it, you just 
especially you know 20 years ago it was it was not yeah and you didn't have a you to see no yeah exactly yeah so yeah it's not and for a lot of people the concept of dance well i have to explain because they can't you know as a concept it's like oh, doesn't com- doesn't compute no. as we continue to have more it, it gathers and more people are able to be visible yeah it's it's funny it doesn't operate in the same way as a a minority group because actually there are loads of us yeah (laughs) but it's either hidden or people don't quite see it or it's not given any attention that hopefully we're shouting about it that people are seeing that but my gosh it's just it 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 would be it's needed it's so needed isn't it and and i i think that some of some of the things that i find in terms of when i look if i get an offer of a job now you know the first thing i look at is the schedule you know i'm about to do a play actually in it for in a uh, in in a couple of months time and and i know there's no shows sunday monday tuesday so i'm like yes i've got three nights off with my son fantastic uh you know so for me that's like well that's a brilliant schedule for one yes i'm gonna do it you know and then the the other things i kind of ask now are is it a can we have our schedule for the next day by six o'clock so i can plan my childcare for the next you know i mean i i had this i had a bit of a, a thing about it a few years ago where you know I mean I'm I'm old enough to remember the time before your call for the next day was emailed to you you know you were in rehearsals and by the end of your rehearsal day it was up on the board you know and it was like you're in at 10 or you're whatever and now obviously because of email you know you, you tend to get your call at like half 10 at night or 11 and I was like I can't I can't plan anything at, at that time and at the at the time, it was a good few years ago, but I remember them saying, well, you just should be available for the whole day. And, and that's that. Like, yeah, but it doesn't work like that when you're a parent. I'm not saying that I'm not going to be there. I'm just saying, I know that you could get the call ready by the end of the day, because that's how it always used to work. So if you could just bring that forward three hours, and that would really help me out because do you know what? instead of booking childcare for a whole day that's going to cost me goodness knows how many hundreds your whole day's wage basically. yeah a whole day's wage i could cancel that afternoon and save myself 70 quid or same you know it's like you know and, and hopefully again i know kind of systemically people are doing great things to try yeah. and, and flag these things up to, to, to educate those who don't who don't have parents but i i feel as well because there's a a choice-ish element in starting a family Mm. it's a real challenge whereas if it's another need that you know then immediately if something's flagged you know perhaps you know we might need a ramp instead of stairs or something but access because it's so visible and not a choice yes then it's seen to immediately and i think again it's trying to make people aware yes on the whole probably a majority of people are choosing to have a family some people aren't though <laughs> and yeah or might not be starting a family in the cozy lovely you know clinton card way you you think that you know there could be a whole of other stuff going on and trying to make people a bit more 
open-minded about it but also having some respect for the role of bringing up the next generation yeah <laughs> that is really important yeah but in a culture where the product and the art form is absolutely paramount and you know show must go on and everything else kind of um is secondary is actually in this day and age not at, not not as realistic and, and hopefully we can move on a little bit from from that archaic point of view. yeah and, and you're right you know I think the industry loses a lot of fantastic people and, and talent and and I think as a, I would say this because I am a parent but uh, for me it's becoming a parent and having that experience has made me a better actor has made me you know it because it's brought out I'll tell you what for one it takes a lot of pressure off what I do on stage because I can't sit and focus on it on that and and make sure you know it's like when I have to do all my life things and I have to sort out my son and then in the time I have I'm going to learn my lines and I'm going to do that and I'm going to make sure I'm good but actually it stops almost an unhealthy obsession with being perfect on stage you kind of yeah. do what you can and usually for me anyway I'm better if I've got less time to sit and think about it so it has made auditioning much easier for not technically easier because obviously childcare and, and this and that yeah but I don't spend um, days worrying about it because I ain't got time to do that <laughs> <laughs> and, and I just think but I do I think it Obviously, it changes the way you, you see life. And for me, it's massively helped my resource of tools as an actor and um, yeah, in terms of what I need to draw on and all of that. And I just think that, I just think that in, in our industry, we, we, need, we need everybody, don't we? We need everybody. And, and and parents are part of that everybody and if we're blocking them you know blocking them by making it such a tricky industry to stay in then not really being fair like you say we're not really representing are we and, and more poor for it um i guess have you got any sort of advice or wisdom for for someone who's maybe considering starting a family in this industry yeah industry and you know any kind of my yeah well what i well what i sort of tell my students and any any younger people i work with because because you're right i do feel now like like not not, not in a big-headed way in any way but but a lot of my students sort of say well how do you manage it you know you've got a you've got a marriage you've got a child you, you and you still work and you teach and you and and then when I work with younger people and they know that you have children, it, it's it's sort of quite, uh, you know, you get lots of questions and it's like, how do you make it work and all this. And what, what I tend to say to people is, is if we want it to get better, we have to be vocal about it and we have to say and we have to ask. So I said, what I wish I'd have done when I was younger was, was just 
when I go, oh, I better not, like in like when I was pregnant in rehearsals and I didn't feel I could say because I thought they might be upset that I'd got myself pregnant, just say, you know, just go, hey, this amazing thing's happened. I'm pregnant. How are we going to deal with this over this contract that's seven months? You know, how can we work together and make this good for me and my baby and, and good for the show and you guys? It's everything is a conversation. Yeah. And I feel like, especially as dancers, we're so used to just getting on with it and taking all that responsibility and all that pressure. And I can't upset the company or I can't, you know, they're going to think this or they, or they won't employ me again or this. I would just say, you know, go with what you want to do. Don't worry. Don't try and fit that pregnancy in somewhere because it never works like that. <laughs> just carry on with your life as normal and try and get pregnant and then see it will happen and everything will fall into place. But don't be scared to ask, can I bring my baby to that to that thing? I'm still breastfeeding. So is it all right if somebody comes with me and in the breaks I pop out and I pump or I breastfeed? Can I do this? Can, can I do that? Because if it will never change otherwise. That's right. And a lot of the time these days I'm finding they're saying yes. You know, I, I, things, you know, costume fittings at the last minute. Oh, can you come in actually and do a costume fitting after rehearsal tomorrow? Well, I can, but I'll have my son. So I'll, I'll bring. So what I do now is I'll be bringing my son. I won't say, oh, I, I, I need to try and find childcare or I need to. I'll go, yes, but I'll bring my son. <laughs> yeah, it's just the best advice. And, and, and what is brilliant is you're saying, you know, now we're getting more yeses um, to, to really help yeah. that feeling, that empowerment and confidence and sort of going in, isn't it, with that energy of expecting <laughs> in some way that they will um, be um, adaptable and accommodating and then it's actually on them if they're not because they exactly because now because nowadays they'll be called out yes. if they're not that yes. that's the difference with before is they could sort of dismiss you before but but now they can't so we have to use that as well we have to go i'm not ill just because i'm pregnant you know yeah completely kate it's been absolutely so wonderful and inspiring to, to talk to you and hear about your experiences and how you are advocating being a role model for for so so many of us and just I want to great big thank you and keep looking out for for, for Kate in her her next roles thank you very much I've loved it mm -hmm.